Innal hamdalillah nahmaduhu wa nasta'inuhu wa nastaghfiruh wa na'udzu billahi min shururi anfusina wa min sayyiati a'malina may yahdihillahu fala mudilla lahu wa may yudlil fala hadiya lahu wa ashhadu an la ilaha illallah wahdahu la sharika lahu wa ashhadu anna muhammadan 'abduhu wa rasuluhu يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون يا ايها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحده وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والارham ان الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم أعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما أما بعد فإن أصدق الحديث كتاب الله تعالى وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الأمور محدثاتها وكل محدثة بدعة وكل بدعة ضلالة وكل ضلالة في النار أيها المؤمنون عباد الله ما أحد ما أشد حاجتنا إلى مراجعة إيماننا وتنقية ضمائرنا وتزكية أنفسنا وتذكير بعضنا بما يقربنا إلى ربنا جل وعلا أيها المسلمون how much need we are of renewing our iman and purifying our souls and reminding ourselves and each other to get closer to our Lord, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And if Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam yatubu ila Allah wa yastaghfiruhu mi'ata marrah wa huwa al-mubarra'u minadhamb al-munazzah anil ma'asiyah fakam biman tajaratuhu al-dhunub wa maydanuhu al-ma'asi wa daydanuhu al-taqseer if it was Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the one who is purified from sin and who is free from the disobedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, if he sought Allah's forgiveness and made tawbah 100 times a day, then how should it be for those who are living in weakness, whose religion is on shaky grounds and who are entrenched in sin? Wallahu musta'an. Indeed, we complain about the hardness of our hearts, the darkness of our souls, and how barakah, the blessings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, have been snatched from our time and snatched from our wealth, how we've lost our children, and how our du'as and supplications are not being answered, how we find ourselves in difficulty, in calamities, and in all types of humiliation, the reality, ayyuhal muslimoon, is that the cause for all of this is al-dhunubu wal-ma'asi, is sin, and the disobedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. As Allah azza wa jal says, وَمَا أَصَابَكُمْ مِن مُصِيبَةٍ فَبِمَا كَسَبَتْ أَيْدِيكُمْ وَيَعْفُ عَنْ كَثِيرٍ That whatever affliction befalls you, whatever hardship or calamity befalls you, is because of what your own hands have committed. The result of it is because of what your own hands have committed of sin 
and disobedience up to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala but yet he pardons much so we advise each other on this blessed day of Al-Jumu'ah to keep away from sin the minor sins and the major sins and to beware of them for indeed sin has a darkness and evil upon the perpetrator of sin and we will mention bi-idhnillahi ta'ala some of the advice of the great Imam Ibn Qayyim rahimahullah where he mentions the various athar al-dhunub the effects of sin so Ibn Qayyim rahimahullah he says hirmanul ilm fa'inna al-ilma nur yaqdifuhu allahu fi al-qalb wal-ma'asiyah tutfi'u thalika al-nur Ibn Qayyim rahimahullah says that from the effects of sin is that it deprives a person from knowledge Islamic knowledge which is a light from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that Allah causes to reach the heart and sin extinguishes this light when Imam al-Shafi'i rahimahullah ta'ala sat in front of his teacher Imam Malik ibn Anas rahimahullah ta'ala and recited to him Imam Malik admired him because of his intelligence, his alertness, and his understanding of the deen that he saw in him. And Imam Malik rahimahullah said, Inni ara Allah qad alqa ala qalbika nura fala tutfi'uhu bi-dhulmatil ma'asiyah. Imam Malik said to him, I see that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has caused light to enter your heart. Allah has given him something special. So he said, do not extinguish it with the darkness of sin. So when we live a life of sin, we will find ourselves further and further away from knowledge of the deen. That one of the major punishments and consequences of sin is that it removes the understanding of the religion from our hearts and our minds. Wallahu musta'an. And Ibn al-Qayyim rahimahullah then said, Hirmanu rizq That our sin, it deprives us of rizq. It keeps away wealth and rizq. For Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Inna rajula la yuhrimu rizq bithan bin yusibuhu. Rawahu Ahmad wa ibn Majah. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, A man is deprived of rizq. A man is deprived of provisions or wealth because of the sin that he commits. Because of the sin that he commits. ثُمَّ قَالِ بْنُ الْقَيْمِ رَحِمَهُ اللَّهُ وَحْشَهُ تَحْصُلُ لِلْعَاصِي بَيْنَهُ وَبَيْنَ رَبَّهُ وَبَيْنَهُ وَبَيْنَ النَّاسِ كَمَا قَالَ بَعْضُ السَّلَفِ إِنِّي لَأَعْصِ اللَّهِ فَأَرَى ذَلِكَ فِي خُلُقِ دَابَتِي وَمْرَأَتِي Ibn al-Qayyim says that the sinner will feel a sense of alienation. He will feel this <coughs> loneliness that comes between himself and his Lord. That he will no longer taste the sweetness of worship. He will no longer enjoy being in the worship and obedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In fact, he will find this loneliness, this alienation even amongst the people. As one of the Imams of the Salaf, rahimahullah, he said, When I disobey Allah, I see that in the attitude of my ride and my wife. 
that he sees the effects of his sin in his provisions. He sees it in his ride and he even sees it in his wife. He sees it in his family. That when he commits sin, he finds hardship, he finds alienation, he finds trouble, he finds problems. And this is all the effect of sin. Wallahu musta'an. So let us contemplate. And this is the job of the Muslim. That he does deep reflection and contemplation over himself, over his provisions, over his family. And that when he finds this type of wahsha, this type of loneliness, alienation, difficulties and hardship, then let him look at his own sins and let him rectify that bi'idnihi ta'ala. Ibn al-Qayyim rahimahullah mentions ta'asiru umurahu alayhi that his affairs will become difficult. His matters will become heavy. Whatever he tries to do, he'll find the door is shut upon him. Whatever he attempts, he finds difficulty and hardship and difficulty and hardship. And then he says, but likewise, when a person fears Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, ja'ala lahu min amrihi yusra, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes his affairs easy. But when a person holds true to the commands of Allah, Allah makes his affairs easy. So from the effects of our sin is that things become difficult. Things become overbearing. Things become hard in all ways. And there's no relief. And this is a test from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This hardship is also like a rahmah from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When Allah bestows the, the hardship, the intent is to bring you back to him. The intent is for us to turn back to him and to make tawbah unto him and to rectify our affairs. And when we do this, we will find ease in our affairs. When we do this, Allah will facilitate and he will open up the doors. ta'ala. As Allah says in the Quran, that whoever fears Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he keeps his duty to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah will open up for him. He will make an opening for him. And he will grant him sustenance. He will provide for him from places that he cannot even imagine. And this is for those who fear Allah and abstain from sin. Ibn al-Qayyim says, أَنَّ الْعَاصِي يَجِدُ ظُلْمَةً فِي قَلْبِهِ يُحِسُّ بِهَا كَمَا يُحِسُّ بِظُلْمَةِ اللَّيْلِ He will find darkness in his heart, which he will feel he will feel this darkness just like he feels the darkness of the night. Just like he feels the darkness of the night. And the Imam, he continues and says that this darkness affects his heart just like physical darkness affects his vision. So Allah says in the Quran, فَإِنَّهَا لَا تَعْمَلْ أَبُصَارُ وَلَكِنْ تَعْمَلْ قُلُوبُ الَّتِي فِي الصُّدُورِ It's not the eyes that are blind. They can see, but it's their hearts that have been blinded. Wallahu musta'an. The stronger the darkness grows, the greater becomes his confusion. Until he falls into innovation, misguidance, and other things that lead to doom without even realizing. So the cause of our halak, the cause of our destruction is our sins. Such that it makes us confused. It takes away our understanding. It takes away our intelligence. To the point where we can't distinguish the haq from batil. 
and we go down paths of misguidance without even realizing just like a blind man goes out during the darkness of the night. Ibn al-Qayyim says that the darkness grows stronger until it covers the eyes, then it grows stronger until it covers the face, and then which appears dark and is seen by everyone. And then he mentions an athar from the great Imam of the Sahaba, Abdullah ibn Abbas, radiyallahu anhumah, who said, Inna lil hasanah diyaan fil wajh, wa nooran fil qalb, wa si'ah fil rizq, wa quwwatan fil badan, wa mahabbah fi qulub al khalq. Ibn Abbas, radiyallahu anhumah, he said, that indeed the hasanah, a righteous deed, brings nur, brings light to the face. And light to the heart. And it expands one's wealth. And gives strength to the body. And it also brings the love of the people. As for an evil deed. Then the opposite applies. It brings darkness to the face. And darkness to the heart. And weakness in the body. And a decrease in wealth. And hatred amongst the people. Wallahu musta'an. ثم قال ابن القيم حرمان الطاعة that from the major ill effects and evils of sin is that it deprives deprives us of worship and obedience to Allah سبحانه وتعالى such that he says that if sin brought no punishment other than this if there was no evil consequence other than the fact it prevents us from worship that would be enough. This is enough. This point alone, he says, is enough for us to be weary of our sins. For the reality is, when we commit sin, it distances us from the opposite. It keeps us away from righteous deeds in various ways. So we find ourselves, it's difficult to sit with the Quran. It's difficult to fast for the sake of Allah. It's difficult to give charity. It's difficult to come to the masjid. It's difficult to do all acts of worship that the Salaf found easy to do. That the previous generations and the righteous people, they find easy to do. And the only reason for that is our sins are weighing us down. Our sins are shackling us. And it's narrated that Sufyan al-Thawri, rahimahullahu ta'ala, he said, Inni adhnabtu dhanban فَحُورِمْتُ مِنْ قِيَامِ اللَّيْلِ ثَلَاثَةَ أَشْهُرْ أَوْ كَمَا قَالَ He says, indeed, I committed a sin. I fell into a sin. And I was deprived of the night prayers for one or up to three months, he said. He says, I was deprived. I couldn't wake up. I struggled, something that I used to do. And he then realized it was because of a sin that he committed. Once he made tawbah for that sin... Qiyamul Layl was facilitated for him once again. He could wake up again, once again. And this is the effect of sin. And here Ibn al-Qayyim says, if there was no other effect but this, this would be enough. Because it keeps us away from the obedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He says the person becomes like a person who eats food. That is going to cause him sickness, lengthy sickness. He's eating something that's going to kill him. And so he's deprived of eating all other good foods. Likewise, this person, he commits sin and sin and sin. 
that's going to destroy him. And so he's deprived of committing righteous deeds. Wallahu musta'an. Then the Imam says, أَنَّ الْمَعَاصِي تَزْرَعُ أَمْثَالُهَا وَيُوَلِّدُ بَعْضُهَا بَعْضًا He says that sin breeds sin until it dominates a person and he cannot escape from it. Sins lead to more sins. That the moment we open that door of sin and we enter into it with ghaflah, negligence, we know the ruling, we know it's haram, but we go ahead. This will lead to more sin and more sin and more sin until the person finds himself in a position where he is unable to escape the sins. Until it becomes like a proper habit, like an addiction that he is unable to give up. Subhanallah. Ibn Qayyim then says, أَنَّ الْمَعَاصِي تُضْعِفُ الْقَلْبِ عَنْ إِرَادَتِهِ That sin weakens a person's willpower. It makes you weak. And gradually, it strengthens his will to commit more sin and weakens his will to commit or to turn in repentance to Allah. But he says, فَيَأْتِي مِنَ الْإِسْتِغْفَارِ وَتَوْبَةِ وَتَوْبَةُ الْكَذَّابِينَ بِالْلِسَانِشْ بِشَيْنْ كَثِيرٌ This person, he will turn to Allah and make istighfar and repentance. But the repentance of the kathabin, the repentance of the liars, where his repentance is lip service, where he commits sin and he turns to Allah and says, Allah forgive me, astaghfirullah, Allah maghfirli, and he asks Allah for his forgiveness. لَكِنْ قَلْبُهُ مَعْقُودٌ بِالْمَعْصِيَةِ مُصِرٌ عَلَيْهَا He says, but his heart is still attached to that sin. His heart is still connected to that sin. And in reality, he has every intention to go back to that sin. So he says, Ya Allah, forgive me, astaghfirullah, astaghfirullah. But deep down he knows he's going back to that sin. Deep down he knows he's still inclined, he's still connected. And he's not truly giving it up. And so this is not a true repentance. Repentance is, is to regret. And nadm is tawbah. As the Prophet said, it's to regret and to give it up. And to make that firm, resolute intention never to go back to the sins. And Ibn Qayyim then says, هذا من أعظم الأمراض وأقربها إلى الهلاك This is from the worst type of sickness. From the worst types of sicknesses we can have of the heart is this. Where we fool ourselves into this fake repentance. So we make ourselves feel, okay, I did make istighfar. I said, oh Allah, forgive me a few times. But the sickness is that you know you're going back to that sin. That you really, not openly, but you know deep down, you haven't given it up yet. So this type of repentance is from the worst of diseases of the heart and it will lead to our destruction. Wallahu musta'an. Then Ibn al-Qayyim says, أَنَّهُ يَنْسَلِخُ مِنَ الْقَلْبِ إِسْتِقْبَاحُ الْمَعْصِيَةِ فَتَصِيرُ لَهُ عَادَةِ That sin removes, it desensitizes the person. He becomes accustomed, it becomes an adah. It becomes something that he's used to doing. 
There's no more regret. There's no more feeling bad over that sin. So the more we commit a particular sin, the more desensitized we become. And the more accustomed to that sin we become. A youngster goes to a club. The first time he comes out of that club, he will feel remorse and great sorrow and regret. But the more he goes, the more normal it becomes. A person smokes some drugs or drinks some alcohol or commits zina. The first time he will have extreme sorrow. He will feel extremely bad. It's the first time I fell into the sin. He will have remorse and regret and perhaps he will ask Allah's forgiveness. But the more he indulges in those sins, the more desensitized he becomes. To the point where it's, this is just who I am. This is just what I do. And that sin becomes an ada for him. It doesn't affect his heart. His heart's become almost like the heart that's dead. And this is one of the, again, the major effects of, of sin. Such people often end up even boasting about their sins. Even openly speaking about their sins. Because it leads them to that point where it's not something ugly to them. And so they're not shy to tell you about their sins. And this is where Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Kullu ummati mu'afa illa al-mujahireen. That all of my ummah, my followers, they will be forgiven. Except the mujahireen. The mujahireen are those who commit sin openly and talk about their sins. So he said a person will come where Allah concealed his sin. Nobody knows about the sins that he committed in the night or in the day. And so he will come and he will say, yesterday I did such and such. Last night I did this. And the other day I did this. And even two years ago, I did this. And he boasts about his sins. And he talks openly about what he did. And, that, and these are things that Allah concealed. These are the mujahireen. And here the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, All of my ummah will be forgiven except the mujahireen. Wallahu musta'an. Aqulu hadha al-qawl wa astaghfirullah al-azim li wa lakum wa li walidayya wa li walidikum wa li sa'iri muslimina min kulli dhamb fastaghfiruh innahu huwa al-ghafur al-rahim. Alhamdulillahi ala ihsanih والشكر على توفيقه وامتنانه وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله صلوات الله وسلامه عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين أما بعد أيها المسلمون عباد الله قال الإمام ابن القيم رحمه الله أن الذنوب إذا تكاثرت طبع على قلب صاحبها فكان من الغافلين كما قال بعض السلف في قوله تعالى كلا بل ران على قلوبهم ما كانوا يكسبون قال هو الذنب بعد الذنب ابن القيم then mentions that when there are many sins they leave a mark and a stain on the heart of the person such that he becomes of the ghafilin that this person becomes written among the negligent people the people who know what's right and know what's wrong but they are still engaged in haram openly and all the time wallahu musta'an and he mentions that some of the Salaf said concerning the verse where Allah said, Kalla bal 
Nay, but on their hearts there is ran. There is ran on their hearts which they used to earn. So some of the imams, they said, ran is sin after sin after sin. Adhambu ba'dadhamb. This is what gets placed and stained on the hearts of those who often commit sins. So our nasiha today, wallahu musta'an, is that we introspect and that we take our sins seriously. It's narrated that Abdullah ibn Mas'ud, radiallahu anhu, he said that the believer is such that he looks at his good deeds like something worthless, like something that's of no effect. But he sees his sins like a mountain that's about to fall on him. His good deeds is like a fly that sits on him and he swats it away. He pays no attention. He doesn't make, out, he make himself out to be someone who's righteous. I've done this and I've done that and I've changed my life and I'm upon the sunnah and I'm kada and I'm kada. His good deeds, he swats it away and he continues. As for his sins, he sees it like a mountain that's about to fall on him. Out of the fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And in this way, he will give up his sin. In this way, he will increase in more good deeds. And this should be our attitude. This should be the attitude of the believer, as Ibn Mas'ud radiallahu anhu advised. Especially, we are a month and a half away from Ramadan. And we should try and meet Ramadan in the best possible state. Ramadan doesn't come for us to then make tawbah. The idea is that we prepare ourselves to meet Ramadan in the best possible state of Iman. We've made tawbah, we've rectified our affairs, we're doing good deeds. By the time Ramadan comes, we are ready to exert ourselves and make the most of Ramadan. So we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to grant us tawfiq. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to forgive our sins and to distance us from our sins like he's distanced the east from the west. And to purify ourselves from our sins or to purify us from our sins like he purifies that dirty garment with water and snow. Amin ya Rabbil Alameen. هذا وصلوا وسلموا رعاكم الله على بشير النذير محمد بن عبد الله كما أمركم الله بذلك في كتابه فقال عز من قائل عليما إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما وقال صلى الله عليه وسلم وصلى علي صلاة صلى الله عليه بها عشرا اللهم صل على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما صليت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد